0: Betty and Welcome back to Not Too Taboo with myself and this really cute little trouble wubba next to me. Oh, I'm cute and chubby
1: this morning. That's nice.
0: I love you. And
1: you don't like my glasses.
0: I I feel like we really need to upgrade these glasses right now. I thought it was helping
1: me look more intelligent for our show.
0: Mm, no, they're when like... When people can actually see us. They make you look like you're 80. We really need to work on these glasses. It's,
1: it's, this is a rough environment, everybody. <laughs>
0: Hey everybody, welcome back. Don't forget to subscribe and download. Pull out your phones right now. Please go subscribe and download. We love you guys. Tweet me. Oh my gosh, this tweety thing. What What is with you being obsessed with everybody tweeting you?
1: I think it's an excellent information source since did we're you, not being censored.
0: Did you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you actually tweet last week?
1: Uh, in all honesty, no. I, okay, not, I, yes. I, I, so exactly.
0: There's I'm, behind my on point. My twi- I'm
1: behind on my tweeting. There's my
0: point. But I wanted um, to have
1: messages stacked up so I could like engage with the fans.
0: <laughs> messages stacked up. Okay. Um, so you guys, today we are so excited about our guest. She's our very good friend. We have um actually been on a show together called Marriage Boot Camp. You guys might know her from a very popular show called The Bachelorette. And um, she has written a book, Happily Ever After, The Life-Changing Power of a Grateful Heart. She's been on Dancing with the Stars, and she was a Miami Heat dancer for two years, you guys. Please welcome our amazing guest, Trista Sutter.
2: Woo!
1: Yeah, that studio audience is so happy you're here, Trista.
2: (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. I wish we could see each
0: other. I know. It's I feel like it's been a minute. I mean, I feel like we know kind of what's going on in each other's lives because of social media. But I feel like we, you know, it's so strange in this world anymore because it's like you feel like you haven't talked to your friend in so long, but you feel like you still know what's going on in your friend's life because of social media, right?
2: That's so true. Yes. I mean, it's good and bad, but yeah, I, uh, I definitely would love to see you guys.
1: Well, I, I don't know what's going on. We used to get to see you when you were, when you were in L.A., you know, and you would come into town for a little business. We, I think we got to see you a couple times, but. I know. I, f- I feel like I have to call Ryan because <laughs> neither one of us are social. So uh, we really don't know what's going on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're out of
1: it. I am so out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally out of it.
0: Well, I love that he keeps saying that he wants to be social and then he's never social, Trista. Like, does Ryan, is Ryan social at all? Does he do social media at all?
2: A little bit. I mean, he'll post on his grid, like. I don't know. Every couple of weeks, every few weeks.
1: Yeah, that's my man right there.
2: <laughs> He's doing better
0: than you. You don't even post every two weeks. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's why? not a comparison, Gretchen. He's also a hunky fireman. It's not a comparison. You pro, or used to be.
0: You, you <laughs> he post does like once though. a year. If you're, oh, okay. Yeah. Serious?
1: See, see. Ryan <laughs> and I, I got a lot in common.
2: But here's the thing, Trista. Does he have cool glasses? Gretchen. He has. He looks like Clark Kent when he wears his glasses. So it's a good thing. Ah, uh, uh, see, see? That's super hot good. fireman. He
1: carries a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've always been kind of jelly.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: speaking of Ryan. Um Trista, you guys literally I just I just realized this. You guys got married in 2003. That is almost 16 years of marriage. That's like that alone is an incredible feat.
2: Almost 17 years actually. We need to take you back to math. Um <laughs> We got married in 2000.
1: Because it'll be 17 years in December, right? <laughs> it's all good. In December, well, I'm wait just a minute. Wait, 17 minute. Years. Just,
0: just for my, just so that like everyone knows, at the beginning of this podcast, when we were not recording, I knew it was 17 years. We talked about it, and then when we asked trissa she goes, "16 years." <laughs> so, like, really trying to throw me under the bus. <laughs>
2: She's the one that said 16 years, so I didn't want to say it 17 in December. You know what, mommy brain is, right?
0: Yes. Oh, gosh. I so know
2: that now. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's always my excuse. So use that one. Oh,
0: my gosh. Like, literally, it's like the worst. I didn't even know. I didn't even... Like, when people used to say that, I was like, okay, whatever. And now, after having a baby... Now you understand. I totally, 100% understand now. Wait, okay. So are you saying now that the mommy brain still happens, like, this many years later?
2: (sighs) I'm really sorry to burst the bubble. But, yeah... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no! Do you know what though? I um, just found out about mushroom powder, and it's supposed to help um, with like brain fog. And I just started using it, so I'll let you know if it works. So <laughs> you're Somebody doing mushrooms?
1: Yeah, I was just say someone actually <laughs> sold you on that, Tristan because you know tr- mushrooms make you high. <laughs> So if they make you high along with your current high, does that can't cancel each other out? <laughs> Is that how it works?
2: Um, oh my god! Well, hopefully it'll make me high and make me smarter and make me less mommy-brained. You know? Yeah, exactly. Oh.
1: Well, I just I, ha- I do have to commend you guys on on the uh, the marriage because it will be 17 years in December. Here's what's even more amazing: you your relationship with Ryan survived living with Gretchen and I. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: I
1: don't know. I wonder if everyone knows we, we live to together. Worry
2: about uh, it was it was some other couples that maybe we had to worry about. But yeah. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you guys the
0: story. So you know, everybody in the world. I mean, listen, you guys. There was 26 million viewers on Ryan and Trista's wedding. I mean, that's still that's pretty like, incredible, huge. And I th- I want to say, is that still like the highest rated? Like. Episode in the history of reality television. I, I feel think like it has it to be.
1: I think it has to be. That's like American Idol High.
0: That's like or the voice high. That's insane.
1: Or like Mushroom High. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's insane. But uh, w- what I was getting at was that, you know, everybody, uh, you know, knew you from from, you know, being the bachelorette and the first bachelorette, actually. And uh, everybody fell in love with you there, including me. I'm not a big bachelorette watcher now, but back in the day I definitely was, or bachelor bachelorette, I should say. And, um, and I just remember when we decided to do Marriage Boot Camp, which we were very torn on whether or not to do it, and I kept asking producers, like, who else is going to be on the cast? Like, that's a really important part to me to know who else is going to be on the cast. And um, they they told us a, a few of the couples, but they wouldn't tell us a couple of the other ones. And they wanted it to like be a surprise, like when you walk through the door. And I just remember when you and Ryan walked through the door, I was like, ah! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> like I was legit so excited that it was you and Ryan cuz I was like such fans of you guys and you just always seemed like such a sweet girl and I felt like, "Oh my gosh, I at least have somebody
2: here that's like my that people connect with, yeah. and then I can connect with." It was great. I I we actually had one of the best cast, casts of that show. I feel like our group got along so, so well and and everyone vibed and yes, there was some drama, but, you know what? That's television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. No, and I agree with you. I mean, I feel like... Um, well, everybody
1: left friends.
0: Yeah, I think like we, And left everyone kind of stayed
1: in contact with each other, yeah. which is what's interesting.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I learned a lot through that show. I mean, I feel like it actually helped like change the trajectory of your and my relationship on some levels. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Trista? Do you feel like the show really helped you guys?
2: Oh, for sure. I I feel like there's you know we've never done, quote unquote, therapy um, before. But Jim and Elizabeth, right. who were the inventors, really of marriage boot camp, and have their own thing, you know, going on at different events. They do their own marriage boot camp um, events in person for people. You know, I loved having them on there to to help us through. Difficulties to kind of pave the way for future years and not that we're perfect by any means. Um, We still have difficulties, but I think that what we learned on the show was invaluable, you know, especially I feel like the forgiveness. I don't know if you guys remember that um, that day but, I mean, Ryan was in tears. It was the activity. What do you call them? Activities? I can't remember what they were called. But um, we had to... It was like a someone had to act like your ex or act like someone you had to forgive in your life. I can't remember who you guys did. But for us, it was Ryan's ex-girlfriend who he walked in on, and she was in the middle of having an affair. And he walked in. And so the... Aftershock of that, you know, still affects mm-hmm. our marriage and just the ability to trust. And I've been cheated on too, so I think working through that was was super invaluable for us.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, um, th- that that's interesting. I love to hear from your point of view, like what really helped you guys. I think for Slade and I, it was it was the segment about the baby. Remember?
1: No, because for me, it was the death thing.
0: Oh yeah, that was, that's right. For me, it was the baby. What door I was going to walk through staying with you or having the baby. Right. And then for you, it was the death thing. Tell me why the death thing affected you so much.
1: Well, I think because I had, you know, as our listeners are aware, my, my 20 year old son now still battles, battles with brain cancer. And, you know, since he was diagnosed at age five, I've been told he's not going to survive. Right. So they've been, you know, every time we're with a new doctor, there's a new surgery. I mean, he literally just had his seventeenth brain surgery. So every time we go through that, they're like, "Oh, you're lucky; he's still here." You, you know, you should plan. It's not going to be this this be much longer. You know, everyone has this doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. So I think one of my biggest fears is obviously the thought of losing my son and how I would have to deal with that. Right. So that loss has been something that I have considered for quite some time. And then when that question gets posed to you.
0: Mm-hmm. In such a morbid way, because I was like on a- And just,
1: yeah, just so the listeners understand, you know, they take you into, these are exercises that they're putting you through that are supposed to help create breakthroughs within your relationship. And so they take you into a, a dark room, your eyes are closed and they tell you a story. You're talking with Gretchen, you guys got in a fight, she got in the car, she drove away angry. You try to call, you try to call, she doesn't pick up, she doesn't pick up. Finally, after a couple hours have gone by, you call, someone picks up, it's not Gretchen. She's been in a car accident. She didn't make it. And then they literally say, "What would you have said to her if you had thirty seconds left?"
0: Do you remember this, Trista? Do you do you remember this being like affecting you harshly too?
2: Oh, it was. It, it was right up there with the forgiveness exercise. You're right, Slade. Good. Car. It was.
1: I mean, it's pretty. And 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 just so the listeners understand, what they did is they took the other spouse or the other partner. They put them in full blown makeup on a gurney in a room that appeared to be a morgue
0: and they pull them out on
1: the table. Like they're dead and you have to walk over there and actually speak to them and say what you wish you would have said before they passed. So, and I don't, was it you, was it you or Ryan that was on the gurney?
2: I was on the gurney. I was, um, with Gretchen, we got made up to, to look like we had been in a car accident or died. And Ryan, I remember Ryan crying that day too. He um, he actually really gave into that exercise, which was shocking to me. I thought going into it that he would laugh it off and be like, "This is so stupid. This is unreal." You know, I she's not dead. She's here. She's still breathing. Um, but he fully gave himself to the exercise, which I think is the purpose. You know, where else in your life do you get the opportunity to really, really? get that deep and put yourself in a position where you're being made in every other sense of the word, except reality, <laughs> um, you know, all of your senses yeah. are buying into this, um, that your partner is dead. And he fully gave into it and really expressed, um, I think true feelings for what he would go through if, you know, true enough for what he would go through if he lost. me. So it was, it's, it was really, really powerful.
0: Yeah, it really was. I remember you. You you were hysterical. You totally stopped crying. Yeah, and it was, was interesting that. to see like full grown men, you know, breaking down like that. Not only, you know, for them to be breaking down, but on you know national television on top of it. I mean, but that's because we have amazing men that love us and are capable of expressing their feelings, which we're very lucky about.
1: It's also because my my wife psychoanalyzes me on a daily basis, and she's beat me into submission.
0: <laughs> um,
1: Let's just be honest.
0: Speaking of feelings, though, let's chat about. I'm so curious about your thoughts about this season of The Bachelorette because it was pretty crazy. And talk about like following your feelings and being like, okay, I'm out (laughs) when, when, what was it, Claire Crawley? Is that her name? Am I saying that right? Yep, that's right. Claire Crawley? This
1: is, is, just so so you understand, Trista, you're you're the first of our new segment. It's called Newsy Now. (laughs) It's the not-too-taboo Newsy Now segment. What's Newsy Now in the world of The Bachelor? Oh,
0: my gosh. So, literally, it's the first time it's ever happened that the star of the show left mid-season because she fell in love, you guys. So, she fell for this guy by the name of Dale Moss, and there was backlash from the other contestants and Bachelor Nation fans, which are kind of like cray-cray. And then they brought in a new... Bachelorette, so talk to me about that, Trista. Were you surprised that that happened? Like that had never happened in the history of of, um, of the Bachelor. So tell me your thoughts on that.
2: Well, I have to back up a little bit because, um, yes, this is all out there. Um, and yes, of course people do spoilers and, and there's been a lot of talk, but they haven't actually, like I am on a text chain with Claire and all the other bachelorettes and she hasn't even admitted that to us. You know, we've asked if she's in love and she won't admit anything. So yes, there's some speculation going on that that's what happened, but I I am I am of the uh belief that I can't believe anything until I see it. I mean, I'm sure you guys are too considering we've all been through reality television. Yes. Um but I I just I'm kind of still waiting. I I I haven't watched the second episode. So, I'm really interested to see mm-hmm. if the rumors are true, you know, and if it is true, I you know, Ryan always said um if I had given into my emotions during the Bachelorette, knowing that he was the one kind of later on in the process, he would have gotten married right there if, if he had the chance. I, of course, wanted to have the have the big fairy tale wedding, which I did get, um, of course, it, which was amazing. But he would have gotten married right there. And so I'm wondering, wonder if like, Claire and this guy, Dale, if this is who things happen with, um, if they just decided, you know what, we feel so strongly towards each other. Why waste anyone else's time, which has always been against the rules in terms of your contract. Like you're supposed to stay until the end, essentially. And Right, and go through the process basically. Yeah,
1: and this guy Dale was also a contestant, right? <clears throat> is that the deal is that the, the the show was starting to tape. They met. They just went, "Oh, we're done. Why go through the whole season? I I want this guy."
2: Yeah, that's what they're talking about. That that possibly this is what has happened. Um, but I don't know for sure. So, wow. Anyway, I I'm really happy for her regardless if she has found her happiness. That's really what I want from everyone. I kind of feel very. I feel very maternal towards all of the people on the show because I'm so much older than everybody. Um, So I just, I just want people to find the happiness that Ryan and I have, you know?
0: But do you feel like, do you feel like, okay, so I have two questions for you with this. Do you feel like that she should have gone, like even if she did fall in love or whatever, do you feel like you would have given her the advice to stick through the whole thing and completely, complete basically the show or do you feel like if somebody does meet somebody and immediately just falls in love that like okay go after your heart like what's your thoughts on that
2: i look at it as if my daughter We're in that position and what kind of advice I would give her. Uh, We have lots of time before she would be in that position because she's only 11. But, um, (laughs) you know, and I think, God forbid, Ryan would be like, no way in hell is she going on that show. But... um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that would be so cool if it
0: was still around by the time that your daughter was like doing that. And then what if she met her Ryan on the show? Oh my gosh, that is cool.
1: He has no defense.
0: That's Cause really his, cool. Because
1: his, his, his ever after came from the show. How could he deny his daughter the right? I
0: kind of love that idea. I think we need to like push that Bachelor stays around just for that. Or if Bachelor isn't around, that we bring it back just so your daughter could do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Second generation.
0: Second generation. That would be so cool. Oh my God, Gretchen,
1: do not even think our daughter's going to be on that TV show.
0: TV gold right there is all I have to say. Okay, sorry. I, I sidetracked you. Go ahead. No, it's all good. <laughs> um,
2: so I feel like the advice I would give is that you probably should go through a little bit more, maybe not toward the end, but more than you necessarily think, because if you do have connections to other guys, then you're, um, selling yourself short by ending it short, Right. And not fully delving into the other relationships. Mind you, if the right. other relationships are crap and she has no connection and no chemistry with everyone else, then then by all means, you know, just go with your heart. Yeah.
1: You kind of touched on, on it a little bit. You talked about the fact that, you know, Ryan had said if it was he had his way, he would have just got married on the spot. Yeah. You wanted to go through the process. So even though you might have felt like Ryan was the guy, you still kind of wanted to go through the experience and through the process of everything.
0: Well, but no, but that's what I want to ask her. Like, do you feel that you fell for Ryan like right away? No. But you still decided to go through the process? Or did you really not know that he was the one until closer to the end?
2: I knew he was the one at around when there were about four guys left. So that was like three weeks Mm. before. Um, But I didn't give into the full feeling of knowing that it was him because on The Bachelor, Alex had told me, that he was going to choose me and he didn't choose me. And it was like two days before that he thought that he said he was going to choose me. So I didn't want to, I thought if I learn something on that last day that it's a total deal breaker, then I don't want to break someone's heart like Alex did mine. So yeah. I didn't fully give yeah. into it. So the fact of the matter is yeah. that nowadays, um, you know, back in the day when it was my season, they would have <laughs> shot me. <laughs> If I left the show early, do you know what I mean? Like they would have been like, right? no, 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 no. Yeah. This is a television show. You have to do it. You signed a contract to that. Nowadays they can pull somebody else in and, and fill, you know, their shoes. So if, if the case is that Claire and Dale did run off into the sunset they were able to bring someone else in so it it you know it doesn't hurt the show it actually is causing a lot more controversy and we're all talking about it so maybe it's like a great marketing mm-hmm. scheme you know who knows
0: well that's that's what i was going to ask is like do you do you feel like that was a little bit of, like, the producer magic in the background going, we got to spice up the season and do something different. So let's encourage Claire to, like, if you really are in love with this guy, be like, I'm out. Like, do you think that that happens at all?
2: Oh, I mean, I definitely feel like, and you guys can speak to this too in your experience, but the producers definitely put little, you know, birdies in your ear, totally. whispers, and and try to lead you down certain paths with the mm-hmm. questions that they ask you. So yeah, right. they could have um I I have always said that the producers have it in their best interest to have a couple be a solid couple at the end who lasts, you know, as long as Ryan and I have and longer. You know, so I feel like it's in their best interest to have a happy ending at the end, but at the same time, now they get two happy endings, hopefully. They are just upping the game, you know? i It's so amazing to me that the show is still on. Um, and it's still right? super successful. And it still has, like, a huge following. And it's crazy yeah. to me that it's still on. But they're still doing things right, you know? They're keeping us interested.
0: I know. It's so crazy that that's, um, that that's still happening. And speaking of long-term relationships um, was so sad to hear about Ashley and JP, you know, breaking up after eight years of marriage and two kids. Do you talk with her? And like, do you, were you sad when you heard that news or?
2: Yeah, 100%. What was your
0: thoughts on that?
2: You know me as a friend, if something's going on, I, I reach out and, um, I reached out yeah. to Ashley the second that I heard and, I, I actually left her a voicemail. I knew she wasn't going to answer because I'm sure her phone was being bombarded that day. It was like the day that the announcement came out. Um, Yeah. And I just, I just wanted her to know that I'm here, that if she needs to, to talk as a friend that I'm, that I'm here. I know she has a huge support system in her, her family and um, her close friends. So I know she's got that, but I wanted her to know that I've, I'm here for her, and I still feel that way. I just, it it is shocking to me. We were actually in LA. I hung out with her while we were getting ready. Um, We, like, they brought their kids over so that we could meet their kids. And there was no sign of any issues. And we had talked about things that were going on with them, but she never mentioned that there were any problems. Um, You know, they're pretty private in terms of their relationship. So I just, my heart goes out to them.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, has there been any any talk or any speculation about what actually happened? Like, has anything come out about that? They haven't said anything about what's going on?
2: No, I mm. haven't. I haven't heard anything. I mean, I know. So there were two different. So Ashley did a post. They they used the same picture. JP did a post. In Ashley's post, there was a part in JP's post that she didn't include. And, and JP said, you know, there's no one to blame. This is no one's fault, but she didn't include it in her post. Mm. So
0: so you could read into that possibly. You could,
2: but I, you know, I, I try not to, um, I feel like, yeah, you know, marriage is hard. It's really, really hard. Yeah. And, um, especially with two kids and two full-time jobs and it's, it's difficult. So, um, I, I, there's no judgment whatsoever from me. I just, I just hope that they can find a happy, like co-parenting space so that their kids, you know, feel.
0: Wow. So why do you think so, so many couples from the show have such a hard time staying together? What do you think that's about?
2: Well, you know, I, I feel like they don't necessarily. I feel like if you compare relationships on The Bachelor to relationships in general, just in public, you know, um, not on television. Uh, How many relationships have you been through in your life and didn't succeed? You know, I've had quite a few that didn't work out. And so I feel like, yeah, The Bachelor and any other show similar to that, they're under a microscope and, oh, are you successful if you've only got this many relationships come out of it? I feel like I feel like it's very similar to real life and, and even though there are relationships that don't work out, that's just normal, you know, um, I, we have quite a few success stories in, um, not only marriages, but relationships like Caitlin and Jason Tardick, um, who have been, uh, I think they've been dating for about two years and they're super happy. Um, we've got like Raven and her boyfriend who were on the show. We've got um, a bunch of like Bachelor in Paradise couples. Um, I there There are successes. And I think it's just all about perspective and how you look at it.
0: Yeah. That's probably true.
2: I I mean, I I think think
1: it's it's, I think it's hard.
2: Well, I think it's just so heightened, you know. I mean, it
0: seems like I mean, like for instance, housewives, like for the love of God, every time you turn around, a housewife's like divorced, you know, and everyone's like, Oh my God, all the housewives is they call it the housewife curse that like when you're on the show, you get divorced. Like, it seems like so. Is there a housewife out
1: there that's still married?
0: Well, I'm sure there is. I mean, I don't really like follow it closely, but they call it the housewife curse. And they say that anytime a housewife goes on the show, then that like proceed to have like a healthy, good marriage and the next season they're like getting divorced. I mean, and, and it happens it seems to happen like all the time on Orange County. Like you always seem to get a new cast member and then like, oh, and there's a the problem in the marriage, yeah. you
2: know? So... I don't know. I think it's just heightened. 100% agree. I mean, it's it's very difficult to live a new relationship especially in the spotlight. You know, when you're still trying to get to know each other. I mean, we were only engaged after 6 weeks. And so after the show, it was it was hard. I mean, there were paparazzi following us. There's all these different <laughs> events that you want to go to and um and you're trying to yeah. figure out your future, where you're going to call home, where you you know what you want out of life and how you're going to sink and get back to your jobs and all of that. So it is, it is definitely difficult, but um, obviously not impossible. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, but I think you and Ryan too are also, you know, the exception to the rule because I think you're both so grounded and I think you both did a great job of just being yourselves. And that's the hardest part in a relationship is unfortunately when people enter into those relationships, they spend a lot of time trying to be something they perceive the other person wants them to be. And not really being that authentic at who they are as a person. Then you compound that with this altered reality of being on a show in a beautiful house and amazing dates and helicopters and wine and, you know, all, all that comes with that, right? It becomes a lot of fun. So so people become enamored with each other based upon the environment and the experience right. they're having with them. And then all of a sudden the show ends and it's like, yo, man, I got to go back to my regular job. And like, I live next to my mom.
0: Yeah. So like, I live in this tiny you know, one bedroom apartment and my life really wasn't anything what it looked like on the show. <laughs> yeah. So
1: reality hits and then you're like, oh, well, this really isn't as fun as it was for the last eight weeks. You know what yeah. I mean? So I I think that it, it can be really, really challenging if, if you don't go into, you know, a, a show like that and you just stay, and you're not staying true to yourself, that's where the problems become, right? Because as you get further along and you start to really learn what people are like Gretchen and I always talk about the fact that the essence of a person really happens during the hardest of times. Mm-hmm. Like when the tragedies happen, when the hardships happen, the financial struggles happen, that's when you really know the true essence of, of a person. Sadly, people get into relationships and they're together three years, five years, and it's not till the crap hits the fan that you really start going, oh man, like I never thought that that person would react that way. or mm-hmm. the relationship starts to unravel a bit because now you're having to deal with all these struggles, all these challenges. We dealt with the crap in the beginning. We went through so much stuff in the very beginning that we realized that if we can get through this,
0: like nothing. nothing will
1: ever take us apart. Yeah. So while it was tough, but it also created some, I guess, a foundation for our relationship going forward. Yeah. Right?
0: No, it's so true. Because now
1: you're stuck with me and you don't know what to do.
0: Well, but so, so this is an interesting question I have for you. So, you know, Slate and I actually knew each other for 10 years before getting together. So we had like, a clue about each other. You know, we knew who each other's, you know, person was, if you will. We were actually very good friends. So there was no like hidden secrets or anything that like came out or anything like that. But like, for you, you knew this man for six weeks. Okay. Like, and has there ever, like, I can't imagine that in the 17 years, 16, 17 years, (laughs) let me just throw out those two numbers, um, that you guys have been together like, was there ever times that you were just like, what in the hell? Like, who is this guy? Why did I think this was a good idea to like marry this guy <laughs> after only knowing him for six weeks? And like, did you ever sit there and like question your decision to like go on the show, find him, marry him and not like have more time to know who this person really was? Or like, wh- what's your, where? how do you feel about that?
2: Definitely not. I've never questioned it. And maybe that's, um, Um, one of the reasons that we're still together, you know, um, we've had bumps along the road and that's where the questions come in, but it, it was never related to whether I should have gone on the show and whether we, um, should have gotten engaged after six weeks at, at all. I've always been super, confident in my decision and I think because I just knew and it's that it's that silly phrase when you know you know you it's true. I, yeah. I've I've experienced it personally and I I was pretty skeptical going into the Bachelor and then getting the opportunity to be the Bachelorette. I was really hopeful and I'm, I'm totally a hopeless romantic. So part of that plays into that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that, and I've said this before, I feel like if Ryan hadn't been there, then yeah, maybe I would have been in a relationship afterwards. Maybe I would have gotten engaged, but I don't think it would have lasted with anyone else. I think that he, he was mm. who I was supposed to be with. Aww. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, it,
2: I love There's to hear there's that. some
1: advantage too with I mean Ryan's just a good guy, right? He's just Ryan's Ryan. He firefighter, superhero. Like he's just Yeah, a, he's, he's literally a he's superhero. Literally a superhero. By the way.
0: <laughs> Like, so, there's nothing that Ryan can't do, by the way. We learned this in marriage boot camp. Yeah, there is anything guy, you can't do. Like, if there was, like, the perfect mold for a guy, it would be Ryan. Like, you yeah. would stick him in, like, a booth and be like, okay, can you come out as Ryan? I mean, Slade's pretty amazing, don't get me wrong. But, but I like, am
1: wearing my Ryan underpants right but, now. <laughs> but
0: Ryan, like, the some of the stories that they would tell us about Ryan, like, doing, like, superhero
2: type things, you were just like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> hey, Trista, how old are Max and uh, Blakesley right now?
2: They're 11 and 13. I'm right in it. I'm in it. And it's crazy.
0: Wow.
1: 11 and 13.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Tell us how um tell us how being like a stay-at-home mom uh working, you know, dealing with COVID, like are are you doing homeschooling? Like tell us what's going on through all of this crazy that's been happening lately.
2: Oh, holy cow. Um well, so February hits and I break my ankle, I think February 4th <gasps> before oh. COVID. So I broke my ankle. Oh, no. Um Ryan was in the fire academy and in Denver. So he changed jobs. I don't I don't know if you guys know about this, but he was a Vail firefighter for 17 years. He was getting kind of burnt out on firefighting. So he tried construction and then he felt the pull to get back into it. He just missed it. He missed the purpose. He he truly felt like he was a firefighter. Just like you're a parent, he feels like mm. he's a firefighter. Um, always will be. And so yeah. he went wanted to go back in. There, there was an opening for the academy in Denver Fire and it's a really grueling process, but he tested for it and got uh, accepted. So the Denver Fire Academy, like we live about two hours away from Denver. And during Fire oh Academy, gosh. you have to be there every single day. So he ended up, living in Denver for a while while I was no. going through yeah all this stuff and then covid hit he actually they canceled or had everyone from the academy come back home so he actually was home um to help with the kids while I was recovering and so that was kind of a blessing in disguise but yeah the kids were were home um to finish off the school year and it was so rough. I mean, I, I was coming off of surgery and, you know, just post-op, I feel like because of narcotics and, you know, everything that you're on for after surgery, it's just really hard. And I was, I was depressed. I was, I was, I had a really short fuse all the time. I was impatient. It was so, so difficult. Um, But now, you know, yes, we're still in like COVID times technically, but our community, we have to wear masks indoors everywhere, but our kids are back at school. Thank God. Every single day Mm. they're at school, um, they are in cohorts. So they're separated into different groups, like smaller groups. They weren't changing classrooms like because they're in middle school. Wow. I feel like I can be productive, I can pay the bills, I can clean the house, I can do the laundry, I can do all the things, and I can work, Right. and then I can be there for them wholly when they get off of school and, you know, be their chaperone for right. all their activities and all the things. So um, it's all been right. really hard, but one actually good thing to come out of it is, um, you know, this new this new project I have going on and it all came about, I mean, it's a long story before it, but um, it really uh, happened because of a conversation I was having with Max and it really wasn't a conversation. It was it was more of an argument. Um, he was really upset, he was crying and I'm sure it was related to like being tired, being home all the time um, and just not being with his friends, being disconnected, you know, all, all that.
0: Yeah. That's so hard on on the kids.
2: It was it was it's hard. It was hard. Um and still is, but it's better. Um so I, I was really angry. He was crying. I walked away from it thinking I just need to be better. And so I'm starting a podcast. I'm joining in the ranks like you guys um but it's called Better, etc. and the better is all about how we can be better versions of ourselves. So it can be heavy stuff. It can be light stuff. We can, I want to talk about anything and everything, um, you know, have fun along the way, but also hit the, the really big ticket items that I'm finding in raising teenagers, like, um, like social media and, and teenage suicide and, talking to kids about sex and drugs and uh, pornography and all yeah. of those big things. But also, like, you would be perfect for this too. How to plan the perfect event um, and handling breakups and just all, all kinds of different things. So, you know, my MO, especially after or even before I put out my book, which has been a while now, but I I really want to be have a positive impact on the world. I want to put something out into the universe that is positive and, and leave that legacy. And I've been really struggling in the past couple of years with finding something for me and, and giving my Mm -hmm. life purpose because yes, I'll, you know, I work with different companies, whether it's sponsorships or um, spokesperson stuff or social media stuff or whatever, and it's very inconsistent. And I just want something with consistency that I can feel good about and that I can put yeah. spread positivity out into the world. So the better is going to be like all the experts and people who will come on talking about their stories and and how they uh, can help us all be better. And then the et cetera is just will be the, the fluff that the fun stuff. Maybe I'll talk about a bachelorette episode or here and there, you know, stuff like that. So Anyway, I'd love right. to have you guys on right. and return the favor. Oh, I, I love that. You know, it's so fun. I love,
0: I love that podcasts are such a great platform to you know connect with your fans. And you know, I love what you said, Trista. I think this is really important for you know so many listeners out there. I know how dedicated you are to your family and to your children, but I do think at the end of the day, it's so important um us as mothers and as fathers that we truly, you know, find things that we still that where we still have our own identity. I think it's so easily to get caught up in, you know, being the cook and the now school teacher at home and like all of this stuff. And at the end of the night, like you barely can even get yourself into bed and you're like, did I even brush my teeth today? Because I forgot, you know, like what happened? And and I, you know, I so know this because Like you had mentioned, I went through massive postpartum depression. I was like just a hot mess. And it wasn't until literally just probably about a month and a half ago that I finally felt like I've come back to myself and I feel good again. And I feel like, okay, I'm starting to like, my body is somewhat coming back and I can exercise or I'm doing, you know, like this podcast for myself or whatever. And I think that's so Important. And I love the fact that you aren't making, you know, you're not having guilt over that. You're like, you know what? I want this. And I not only want to do it because I need it for myself, but also I know I can help other people through this platform. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. And I think it's important that we all out there give ourselves a little bit of grace because I think so often we, you know, want to be the perfect person at everything. And at the end of the day, most and a lot of moms do this, we forget about ourselves, you know? So, I think it's beautiful that you're, you're choosing to, you know, do something like that and, and really, um, you know, do something for yourself. I think that's great. And there's a
1: lot of things that Gretchen tells me on a regular basis I should be better at. So I think I'll be tuning in.
0: (laughs) No, I don't. You're such a goon. Oh my gosh. Um. So Trista, we can't say thank you enough for being on today's podcast with us. We love um having you on here, and you know we we love you as a person. You you and Ryan are just such special, amazing people. We're so grateful that you're such a a good example of you know having such a long lasting marriage and and being so real and on, honest about you know that the marriage isn't perfect and that you know you go through your ups and downs. But I think that you know that's what the world needs to understand is that, you know, life isn't always perfect. It's not always rainbows and butterflies, but when you have a strong foundation, when you, you know, keep that um, at the center of your of your relationship, you, you can succeed for seventeen years. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, because as the husbands in these relationships, we adopt a simple thing: happy wife, happy, happy life. life. Yeah, Amen that's how it works.
0: That. Trista, can you tell us where um, where people can find you on social media?
2: Yeah, so at Trista Sutter, easy peasy, and then the podcast is going to be at Better Etc. And people, uh, you know, can find it wherever wherever they listen to their podcasts.
0: I love that. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that, honey. Thanks for joining us today. And we'll talk with you soon, love. So good
2: to talk to you. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: Trista (laughs) (laughs) Sutter. I love Trista. I love Trista too. (laughs) Is it weird? She's one of the other housewives I've actually lived with.
0: Housewives? Yeah, she was a housewife. No, she wasn't.
1: Not on a show, a housewife, but an actual housewife.
0: Oh <laughs> I know, and you're a housewife hunter, so I'm surprised you weren't. I was like... gonna ask
1: her, you ruined it because you started telling everybody about where we knew her from. And I was gonna say, do you think the the listeners would be interested in knowing that you and I lived together while you were married to Ryan? <laughs> That's a true statement. It is a
0: we true statement. We lived together even though they were a couple. That's true. That's very true. But see, you
1: messed it all up because you went into the whole thing.
0: Ding 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 Um <laughs> So I love her. You know what I've always loved about her and Ryan is that they just really are real and raw. And I think it's so refreshing because, you know, everything in life and especially social media and all this, and I've been guilty of this too, is like everything's perfect and rosy and, you know, butterflies. And I love, like, especially when they were on Marriage Boot Camp, I love the fact... That they were so real, like when we were doing the whole sex thing, and like they were talking about the choo-choo choo I just remember it was like so vivid in my mind because the choo-choo train and going through the tunnel and well, like you, gotta, the whole you thing. gotta set that up. That was, was one of the exercises
1: we were so, they were encouraging couples to actually communicate more openly about sex. Yeah, and we had puppets, and
0: they gave us puppets so, in order to like communicate about what, what you think yeah. about your sex life.
1: <laughs> one person is the tunnel, the other person's the, the train. The choo-choo train. They and say, hey, she, baby, so, I want so my choo-choo to land was, in your tunnel.
0: Trista was the tunnel, and Ryan was the choo-choo train. He's like. I like my choo-choo train to go through the tunnel more. (laughs) It was just so funny. Like, and we were, you you were the hot tamale and I was the clam. Remember? Something like that. Something like that. And I was, and I was like, and remember my clam had a, had an accent. I was like, hello. For some reason, your clam was from the South. I had a Southern accent. I was like, I'm
1: Mrs. Clam. I'm
0: Mrs. Clam. You want to, want to get in my clam? I bet you'd
1: like to shuck my oyster. (laughs)
0: Why were you a hot tamale or something? I know that's kind of weird. That doesn't I would never match. stick
1: my hot tamale in your in the your, hot in your tamale southern or the clam.
0: There was something I don't know. I might be messing it up. But that was actually one of the more fun exercises funny. that we did because it just made you giggle. Well, you see um, these
1: adults acting out like
0: with puppets. So wanting so, to explain
1: their sexual preferences with puppets.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's that's our um sex advice. If you're having issues, just get puppets yeah, out get and talk puppet. to each other. <laughs> yeah.
1: Have your Bert talk to his Ernie, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so the question of the day, what would that be? You think? Well, the
1: question of the day is going to be, do you think you would be able to go on to a reality television show and find your ever after?
0: <laughs> Most people aren't going to go on a reality television show. Come so. on, it works for a few people. No, I think the better question is, is do you think after six weeks of knowing somebody, you could marry them and have a long lasting relationship?
1: That's a good question too, Gretchen.
0: And I wonder what it actually takes to make that last that long. And I actually think that we got a little bit of of that from Trista, and it's just about having open, honest communication.
1: But it's a credit to them both, because I think in that moment, they were both so real and authentic about who they were as people, they were able to quickly identify that's the kind of person I want to be with. Mm-hmm. So many times in relationships, I truly, truly believe that people spend so much time putting forth a false narrative. This yeah. they, want it, they want you to perceive them to be a certain way. They're not just being themselves. And so does the relationship really have a chance? Right. They don't learn about it till like weeks, years down the road of who that person really is. Yeah. They're so busy putting up a front.
0: Yeah. So true. So don't true. put up
1: a front, Gretchen.
0: Yes, Slade. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
1: honestly, I love your friend. That's why we've been together so long. <laughs>
0: oh, Lordy, here we go. We better get off this podcast because I might get uh, undressed by Slade right now.
1: Hey, Gretchen, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you?
0: So, you guys can find me on social media at Gretchen Rossi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
1: And I think I'm at Slade Smiley Official on Instagram. I think I'm at Slade Smiley on Twitter. I want people to tweet me. I'm never on Twitter,
0: <laughs> but please tweet me. You need to actually go tweet so that people will tweet with you. I
1: know, but I told you the last time I tried that I tweeted myself and it was really embarrassing.
0: <laughs> Don't forget to download and subscribe. Thanks so much for tuning in every week. We love you guys and we'll chat with you guys next week.
1: The Not Too Taboo podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional, medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or other treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during this podcast is at the risk of the listener for medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation. Please consult at a physician or other trained professional.